Good morning, church. Good morning to you if you are watching us from home or from wherever. My name is Jude Faumi. I'm one of the ministers in the church, and I will be leading this service this morning. Later on in the service, Pastor John will be bringing the word of God to us. I want to start from, by reading Psalm 138. As our theme this morning is hope in the scriptures. I'm going to read verse 2. It says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Let us pray. Father, Lord God, we want to thank you for the opportunity to come together this morning to worship you. Whether we are here or those who are at home or wherever people might have joined this service this morning, we ask that you pour your spirit and fill our atmosphere with your presence. Unto you be the gathering of God's people. We ask that you be the center. In Jesus' name, amen. We shall start the service by taking the first song, My Hope is Built on Nothing Else. The scripture says in Proverbs 30, verse 5, that every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. I'm so sure individually we have the word of God that we hold on to. To Moses, Exodus 33, verse 14, it says, I will go with you, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. To Jeremiah, he has the word of God. He says, the plan I have for you is not of evil, but of good to give you a future and a hope. And I'm sure each and every one of us, we have the word of God that we hold on to. So what excites you about the word of God? So I will be willing, if I have one or two people who will be ready to come forward, tell us what excites them about the word of God. What excites you about the scriptures? I know somebody, at least Sister Lara, oh yeah, come over, because you always send the word of God every morning, isn't it? Yeah. You always send every word of God every morning to me, and I'm sure to others. What excites you about the word of God? Why do you always send it? What is the inspiration? Is this working now? Okay, I'll just hold the microphone for you. Good morning, church. Do I need to take this off? I wasn't prepared for this, and I don't know why this man picked me up. <laughs> um, what excites me in the word, with the word of God? One that comes to mind says, in every situation, give thanks. And yes, the word of God, the scripture that we've been brought up with from childhood, occasionally, you remember one or two, especially when you are in a dark corner. And what excites me is that we hold on to that word of God, to that scripture, because we have hope because we believe and because we trust in the Lord. And uh, I'm standing here today, and he doesn't know this, 
But I had this surgery on Wednesday, and it is that word of God, as I was being pushed to the theater, is that word of God that I held on to. And I just played the blood of Jesus, because we all know you go, to, you have this anesthetic, and anything could happen. That is, but I thank God I'm standing here, and I'm surprised you just called me, because this is supposed to be between me and God. But to the glory of God, yes, what always excites me is that scripture that gives me hope, that, gives, that I trust in, that I believe in, and that has never failed me. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Is there not? Yes, please, come forward. What excites you about the word of God? Is it just the reading? Thank you, sir. The word of God is as relevant today as it was when it's written. And in that respect, it's quite unique among books. There is no other book in the history of mankind that compares to the Word of God because it's relevant now, today, as it was relevant when it was written. And, and that's absolutely unique uh, in, in the written Word. Thank you. Thank you. What excites you about the Word of God? Any other person? Yes, sir. I want to move away from the fan there so you can come forward. Praise the Lord. Yeah, the, according to Jeremiah that says that uh, said the plan I have for you is the plan of good not of evil and when we follow this one that uh, the plans that Lord have, have for every one of us is the plan of God is the plan of good not of evil whatever challenges we have in our life whatever challenges this country we have during this COVID time. He said, the plan he has for us is the plan of good, not of evil. And that plan of good, which is for us, shall be permanent in our life in the name of mighty Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Anybody up there, what excites you about the word of God? Yes. Thank you. Good morning. What excites me about the, uh, God's word is that the fact that he loves us so much and it doesn't matter, doesn't matter who we are, he still loves us. And no matter how much we are is or we go away from him, he's quite happy to have us back to him as long as we repent. So I thank God that his word is alive. Mm. It's alive. It's a, sharper than any double-edged sword. Mm. God is our protector and he tells us how we ought to live our lives day by day. And even when we fail him, you know, his word tells us that he will never leave us and that we, he will never forsake us. Amen. So I love the Lord and I thank him for loving me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Any other person? Yes, please, come, come. is that he says what he wants to say to us instead of leaving it to basically happen in our lives. So, for example, uh, once, where's the quote again? I was a little scared. So I read the Bible and he said in James uh, 2, I don't remember what type of verse it was, but he says, faith without actions is dead. So... What I learned from that was I need to act so then I can prove my faith, even though I don't need to prove it. It's much more better for me to prove to myself that I can do it so then I know how to do it. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, church. What excites me about the word of God is that um, the scripture tells us that the word of God is quick. The word of God is powerful. 
The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And this is what Jesus Christ exemplified for us when he was confronted with the devil. The devil was not afraid of who Jesus is. He confronted him, promising him every good things of the world. But on each occasion, Jesus said, it is written. So he's showing us that, that if the devil did not fear him, he will not be scared of you. He knows quite all right, we are children of God. But when he comes, the Bible is there for us to remind him that it is written. And bear in mind, even on the third occasion, the Bible tells us that he left Jesus for a season. So there will always be that confrontation of the devil. But praise be to God, the Bible is there. It's quick, it's sharp, it's powerful. And we should get excited because when we begin to speak the word of God, the word of God will take shape above that challenge. After all, at creation, God said, let there be, let there be, let there be, and everything came to be. So the word of God is our sword. No matter what we are facing, the Bible says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when we declare the word of God to situation, then we have what we hope for. And then we establish what is not seen. He comes to be. Amen. That is what excites me about the word of God. Amen. Amen. Pastor Hien is very lucky. I never knew we have so many preachers in this church like that. Wonderful. We should not only be excited with the fray, uh, with the clothes, football is coming home. We should also be excited about the word of God. It is powerful. It is sharp. Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says, let me read it because at times I, 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 trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I am excited this morning. So let us stand up together as we sing the next song. Hosanna, praise is rising. Praise be to God. Good morning, everybody. Um, please do join us um, next Sunday at 10.30, either online or book yourself a place. It's great to see so many people um, coming back. We have got our evening services online at 6 p.m. tonight and 6 p.m. next Sunday. That's online only, so please join in at home. We've got our prayer meeting this Tuesday via Zoom. And this Wednesday morning, we've got our second well-being walk. It's from 9.30 onwards, meeting in the church car park. If you want to get more information, Jan will be happy to fill you in. All the people that I've spoken to who did the walk absolutely loved it. And um, I hope you get as good weather as you did last time. And then also, just to let you know, we're not having Wednesday lunchtime services during July and August. But you're more than welcome to join us every Sunday morning. Please do book yourself a place and it'd be great to see you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I'd like to, um, am I on? Yes. I'd like to invite Andy and Rihanna. Would you like to give them a round of applause? They're finally with us. So, Andy and Rihanna, it's absolutely lovely to see you both this morning. But for those of you, oh, you look checking out your patch. Oh, he's all grown up. Our little boy's grown up. <laughs> Looks a bit different. <laughs> Andy and Rihanna, would you like to tell us who you are? 
for those who perhaps don't know you. Um, yep, so we are members of RBC, um, but RBC have commissioned and sent us to work with Operation Mobilization. Um, we are in the country of Moldova, which is in Eastern Europe. Um, so we have been there now coming up to four years. Because this isn't Moldova. <laughs> you, you can hold it. Um, so every two years or so, we come back to reconnect with the church and with our supporters uh, to rebuild those relationships and reinvest. Um, and that was our plan. But COVID kind of came along. And so um, we're not doing that for three months like we would normally. But uh, Rihanna's brother is getting married at the end of July, and so we, we were well aware this is not something we can afford to miss. Um, and so we, we decided that we would come back anyway for the month of July to be able to celebrate together with family, but also make the most of this time uh, and see everybody here as well. Well, it's lovely to see you guys this morning, and I think you're going to tell us a lot more about what you're doing in a couple of weeks' time, is that correct? So on a Sunday evening, 25th of July, so our first Sunday evening for more than a year and a half, we have guest visitors and uh, we welcome the whole church and your friends, relatives to come along. I think you're going to have coffee in that, that evening, aren't you? I think it's going to be set out a little bit differently and uh, a real great opportunity to hear about what Andy and Rihanna are up to. But it's an absolute delight to have you back. It's lovely to see you in person mm. <laughs> and to have you back in the building. So please, while they're home for these few weeks, make the most to go and speak to them, chat with them, find out what they're doing, find out how we can continue to pray for them and uh, find out about what we're doing to support you at Christmas, which is really exciting. We've got our own kind of shoebox kind of appeal going this year, which JJ and David are heading up from this end, and we're going to send stuff out to bless the work that you're involved in. So really exciting. So lovely to have you with us. May you have a brilliant time at home, and we're so glad to see you. So let's, let's welcome them. We are indeed very grateful for your support, your giving, in terms of offering and tithes to this church at this time. We want to really thank you. And we also want to encourage you to please continue to give as you are led by God. Let us pray. Father Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to give back to you. Father, we pray your blessings upon all the gifts your children have given as we use this money for the furtherance of your word here and beyond. We pray for those who are not working at this point in time. It's not because they do not want to work, but because perhaps they've lost their job or they are seeking better opportunities. We pray that you open the door for them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Now our young people are going to leave. Jan? Almighty God, we thank you for our world. We thank you for the numerous benefits you have given to us as mankind. 
Father, we just want to say thank you again for the gift of life, for the wisdom, for the understanding, for the knowledge, and for every good thing you have bestowed upon us. Father, our first prayer is that you will teach us to be able to maintain the planet which you have given unto us. We pray for the wildfire in Canada and in the U.S. at this point in time. That, Lord, you will calm everything down. Almighty God, we also pray for countries where there are issues at this time, where there are insecurities. We pray, Lord, that the storm will be calmed. We pray for our missionaries. Thank you for the work they are doing. Thank you for Andy and Rihanna, for Church 123, for our missionaries in Bulgaria and in other places, oh Lord. Thank you for guiding them. Thank you for shielding them. Thank you for your spirit that has always led them. We pray for renewed strength, oh Lord. We pray that you will continually put your words even in their mouth as they spread the good news. Father Lord, we pray for our government as they take the final decisions regarding the easing of the lockdown. We pray that you will be at the center. You will guide them to make the right decisions. Father, we also remember all those who are fearful of the easing of the lockdown because perhaps of their health situation or their mental state. Father, we pray your peace into their life. Almighty God, we remember all those in the hospital, those who are waiting one resort or the other, we ask that, Lord, you will continue. Your hand of healing will continually be upon them. And those in the state of panic because of the resort they are waiting, we pray your peace into their life. We remember our church members who have lost loved ones, we ask for your comfort, that you will comfort them, O oh Lord. We pray for all those listed on our weekly news update who needs your hand of healing. Father, we ask that you will heal them, O oh Lord. Your peace, your peace will be with them. You will give them your rest. Father, let them know that you are present even in their situation with them. We bring Pastor John, even unto you as she comes to deliver the word of God, that the word that shall come out of her mouth, O oh Lord, shall deliver, it shall heal, it shall bring salvation, it shall be words of comfort, and it will do that which you have ended to do, O oh Lord. Father, we may be seated or wherever we may be. We have one request or the other. You know what we need. And therefore, Lord, I pray that you will meet each and every one of us at the point of our needs. 
We pray for our pastors who are on holiday right now. Father, we pray that you will renew their strength. And finally, Lord God, we remember our national team today. We pray for their success on the football pitch. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brother, we now come to give us the word of God. One oh five to one twenty, Psalm one one nine, one oh five to one twenty. Good morning, church. Sorry, I couldn't hear my name earlier. <laughs> there you go. Okay. The reading today is from Psalm one hundred and nineteen. We're reading from verse one hundred and five to one hundred and twenty. By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. I've committed myself, and I'll never turn back from living by your righteous order. Everything's falling apart, God. Put me together again with your word. Adorn me with your finest saying. God, teach me your holy rules. My life is as close as my hands but I don't forget you, what you have revealed. The wicked do their best to throw me off track, but I don't swerve an inch from your cause. I inherited your book on living. It's mine forever. What a gift, and how happy it makes me. I concentrate on doing exactly what you say. I always have and always will. I hate two-faced, the two-faced, but I love your clear-cut revelation. You're my place of quiet retreat. I wait for your word to renew me. Get out of my life, evildoers, so I can keep my God's commands. Take my sad as you promised. I'll live then for sure. Don't disappoint all my grand hopes, stick with me, and I'll be all right. I give total allegiance to your definitions of life. Expose all who drift away from your sayings. Their casual idolatry is lethal. You reject earth, Earth's wicked, so much rubbish. Therefore, I lovingly embrace everything you say. I shiver in awe of before you. Your decisions leave me speechless with reverence. This is the word of God. Speak to God. Thank you so much. As Pastor John comes now to bring the word, we shall stand to sing the next song, Good, Good Father. Sitting beside her bed, holding that tiny withered hand, I looked into the barely recognizable face of a lady who had known me all of my life, a dear Christian lady who had spent her life caring for others, living out the love of God in her actions, someone who'd been pretty straightforward talking to me, who wasn't afraid to challenge others, someone who would easily talk about their faith, who would quote scripture, who would write letters and share beautiful passages of scripture to bless and encourage. Now in the dim light of her bedside lamp, late in the evening with the curtains pulled, carers occasionally passing by outside her door, I held her hand. The hand of a cherished child of God who was in her final few hours. She was ready 
She wanted to leave the world behind and be given her new body with her Lord and her Saviour who she was looking forward to worshipping in heaven. As I sat there, she kept looking me in the eyes. And while she was unable to speak, I knew with certainty that she was glad that I was with her. And so I returned the blessings that she had shared with me throughout my life by reading the Bible to her, by speaking the promises of God found in passages that she loved, in the pages that she knew so well, beautiful words, words of God's love, of how he cares for us, of how he never leaves us, of how he's our help and our hope, our strength, that he will lead us and guide us, even as our shepherd walking with us through the path of the shadow of death. At times, I prayed those words of scripture over her. At other moments, I quietly sang hymns that she knew so well and loved, full of those words of scripture. Soon after I left her that night, she went to be with her Lord, the God whom she'd shared with me, her father whom had her tight and safe in his arms of love. God's word. My goodness, what a precious gift we have. In God's word, we find stories of those who've gone before us. We find history, we find worship, we find passages that can speak to us in whatever situation we find ourselves in. Because people have passed this way before We find instructions, directions, wisdom, laws, promises. We find real people with real challenges. We find relevant applications into our own lives, whatever our situation. I wonder, how much time do you give to reading God's word? When was the last time you sat down with it and really meditated on a passage? When did you last memorize a verse I think I'll always smile when I say those words. I tried to get mum and dad memorizing some verses years ago, and the three of us between us, we we were pretty hopeless. We ended up putting them in these rhymes, didn't we, dad? And when we hear those verses now, we remember them because we remember those little rhymes that we weren't very good with our memorization. But actually, it did sink in. Our hope in scripture, that's the title of today's sermon, Our Hope in Scripture. I'm sure all of us at various precious points in our lives have turned to the Bible to seek hope and reassurance because God's word does speak to us. It does make a difference at these times. And I know that I often use Gideon's Bibles to pass out to people who are in need, pointing them to those front pages that give direction of verses that might just help. I'm sure you've done it too. God's word, utterly important through the good times and the hard times. What was lovely this morning was hearing people come up so readily to say why God's word means so much to them. And you know what, in some, time, some ways I kind of feel it'd be better that I wasn't standing here this morning and we simply pass that microphone along to hear each other's testimonies from the younger to the older. What a blessing to hear real life about God's word. You might have a favorite passage, I do, Philippians chapter 3, I love it, it's my life passage. To reread it and allow God to speak those words afresh into my life is something that is such a blessing. Maybe you've tried reading through the Bible in a year or in however long you made it. Maybe you followed a plan, maybe it's something you do regularly. And so in that sense of like Judy shared just a whole bunch of verses again and again and again about God's word this morning, it's actually quite hard to have chosen a passage to share with you. There is so much choice. My mind immediately turned to this Psalm 119. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That was the one that first came to mind. Then 2 Timothy 3.16, is it? All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Or what about Psalm 1? 
How if you are planted in God's word, your roots go deep and you're like a tree next to a stream of living water. What verses? What verses? What verses come to your mind? I wonder how much time do you give to reading God's word? When did you last open your app on your phone or open the, the, your Bible? We have such a gift, such a treasure at our disposal. The Bible Society was started because a 15-year-old girl saved up for 20 years. Can you imagine? Oh, no, sorry, that's wrong. I apologize. She saved up for six years, but six years at 15. How could she save up for 20 when she's 15? My maths. She saved up for six years as a, until she was 15 to save up for a Bible because she so desperately wanted to have the word of God. And then she walked 26 miles, not along the streets of Romford. We're talking about Wales, and I know I don't pronounce it right. Someone have a go at me afterwards. But it was rough terrain. It's proper hills, proper mountains. She walked 26 miles just simply to buy herself a copy of God's word. Her name was Mary Jones. And it was her phenomenal desire and drive that caused the action to come together to start the Bible Society. When they realized how desperately people wanted the word of God, they started it up. Now they work in over 200 countries across the world. Their aim is to bring the Bible to life for all, and what a great work they do. The Bible is so precious. But many in our country have become pretty blasé to it. Sadly, even as Christians, we sometimes forget the phenomenal gift that we have at our disposal. I wonder, how much time do you spend reading God's word? Our passage today, thank you, Bree, for sharing it with us, is from Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's broken down into bite-sized chunks for us, using the Hebrew alphabet as an acrostic psalm. Each letter of the Hebrew alphabet is given its opportunity to introduce eight verses. And those verses have an overriding theme from the start to the finish of the psalm, all about delighting in the law of the Lord. This psalm is meditative, it's thoughtful, and whilst there are many prayers prayed in it, yet constantly its verses return to the main theme, the theme full of the importance of studying God's word, of obeying it, of recognizing God's love, his faithfulness, his promises, which are sure and certain. So although the psalm constantly refers to loving and studying and living God's word, yet always it's referring back to the author, our God. This beautiful psalm, it's all about hiding God's word in our hearts and our lives. It's about knowing the author more and more, that we might love him more, that we might live our lives for his praise. It's a really super special psalm. And even as I prepared this sermon, I thought, you know, I was quite tempted simply to stand here and read God's word this morning, to read the whole of Psalm 119. That would take the time for a sermon. Rather than preaching God's word, let's hear God's word. (laughs) But actually, I think it's really important that for a few moments, we meditate together as a church, whether you're in the building or at home. So we're going to spend a few moments. You might want to open it up in your own Bible if you've got it with you, or you might want to open it up on your app if you have a phone. Don't read your messages. Put those aside for a minute. And I'm going to read it as Bree read it from the message version. So it's really good if you've got a different version with you and have it next to you because your version will be the words that you're used to. And the message just brings out a different kind of way of thinking about it, which is why I chose to use a different version to normal this morning. So it starts with Psalm um, 105. By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my dark path. Perhaps one of the most well-known verses of the psalm. How often are we unsure what we should do? What decision we should make? What is right? And even as I sat down to write this part of the service... I just walked home from the school run 
And I was really struggling over something in my mind of what should I do? I don't know what I should do. And then I saw this lady standing in the park that I passed through. She was at a distance, and from the distance, she just reminded me so much of my mum. And as I passed by her, she said a really cheery, good morning. And it was all I could do to hold back my tears until I'd got past. I was really glad I was wearing big sunglasses that day because it was sunny, so it was a, a couple of weeks ago. But I miss mum. I miss her for giving me some of those words of wisdom and guidance. And then I sat down at my desk to prepare this service. And I opened up these words. These words that say, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light on my path. And it continues, everything's falling apart on me, God. Put me together again in your word. Festoon me with your finest sayings, God. Sometimes we lose people who mean so much to us and are part of our life journey and our rock who help to guide and steer us. Or maybe you face something that you just feel very alone in and what do I do? I don't know what the right decision is. This is where God's word is so valuable, isn't it? We pick it up, we open it up and we find God speaking to us and saying, it's okay, Jan, I can guide you in these decisions you've got to make. To me, reading these words, it was so helpful. So often throughout the Bible, I find myself reading words that are put down far more eloquently, expressing what I want to say out of my own heart, but I just don't have those words. And maybe you too need to hear some of this this morning. Do you need God's direction to light your path? Read his word. Do you need reminding that you committed yourself to following him? Reread verse 106, I've committed myself and I'll never turn back from living by your righteous order. Do you feel as though everything's falling apart for you today? Verses 107, 108, everything's falling apart on me, God. Put me together again with your word. Adorn me with your finest sayings, God. Teach me your holy rules. God's word. It's alive, it's relevant, it helps us to understand, it gives us wisdom, it keeps us on track, it helps us to be honest, it helps us to know God, to worship him more, to express ourselves, to know his truth. As we said earlier in that passage in 2 Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training us in the way we should go so that we can be thoroughly equipped. God's word, it's here, it's such a blessing. I know the message, I love how the message translates verse 111. It says this, I inherited your book on living, it's mine forever, what a gift and how happy it makes me. Do you feel like that when you pick up God's word, how happy it makes you? The message continues in verse 113, 114. I hate the two-faced, but I love your clear-cut revelation. You're my place of quiet retreat. I wait for your word to renew me. Have you done that over this past week? Have you waited on God's word to refresh you, to renew you? Two things I want us to think about for a moment. Firstly, God's word is pretty unambiguous, but we do need to be really super careful not to misuse it. So often we hear God's word just a verse taken completely out of context, and so much damage has been done over history by misusing God's word, by twisting it to, sort, to fit our own thoughts, to support our own views, by taking a single verse out of the whole and not interpreting it properly is incorrect. And this is where a wide range of study is so helpful, isn't it? From daily notes to podcasts to sermons to small group studies. We need to be really careful on online stuff that we access. Just because someone confidently tells you something in front of thousands of other people, it doesn't make it true. You have to weigh up what you hear, what you're reading. 
You need to discuss things with mature Christians and don't allow yourselves to be led away from God's truth that is in his word. Secondly, that second part of verse 14, 114, you're my quiet place of quiet, sorry, you're my place of quiet retreat. I wait for your word to renew me. You know, there's a lot of talk about mental health these days, isn't there? COVID has raised a lot of issues for lots of us. The pandemic has has made it exceptionally difficult for support to be given to people. But the response to it has meant that there's loads of excellent resources now available online. You only have to type in mental health and you'll find lots of resources to help. Even this week, we're going out, hopefully... Hopefully we'll have some sunshine again. <laughs> Last time people were complaining it's too hot. This time I've got a feeling we might need umbrellas. But maybe I'm being as dismal as my thoughts are about tonight's match. It's, uh, it must be the Englishness in me. I, I apologise. I hope I'm proved wrong on both counts. But, you know, we need support, don't we, for our physical well-being, our mental well-being, and actually God's word helps us with our well-being. He is our place of quiet retreat. That sense of stopping, of just being, of breathing. You know, it's one of the things I've enjoyed from doing that prayer course that we just finished, the unanswered prayer. And if any of you followed the um, 40 days of um, Uh, what you call them, like quiet times in the back of the book. I found it really helpful because immediately it says at the beginning of everything, we stop, we pause to find our rhythm again in God, to listen to his word, to listen to what God wants to say to us. I loved that sense of stopping, of being in God. Following my daughter's surgery last year, someone gave me the wonderful gift that I haven't used yet of a spa day just haven't had time to fit it in, but I will. It includes dinner and treatment and just like a whole pamper day for me and a friend. You know, it wouldn't be everyone's choice of retreat, but I am so looking forward to the day that we do it. And we've put it in a diary, me and a friend, for November was the closest we could find. How desperate is that? But the thought of sitting down for a day of quietness and pampering, it sounds utterly delightful to me. A chance to stop, to leave behind the craziness of a normal day. A chance to stop and be and to relax. I feel a bit that way if I ever manage to get to a beach. That sense of space. What the psalmist is kind of describing here of being in God's word too. You might not have a spa day or a golf day or whatever, a shopping day or whatever it is that works for you in sight. But... We all have the opportunity to stop, to be still, to be quiet, to allow our minds to quieten before God, to still our minds, our souls, our bodies, allowing God's word to refresh us. What a beautiful reminder these verses bring. I wonder, when did you last take a moment to quietly retreat with God and his word? Life can be busy, can't it? And yet I wonder how many of us make time to watch the England games, but perhaps didn't have time to read God's word. Or if we had time to watch some Wimbledon, but we haven't had time for God's word. Or we've had time to, I don't know, do whatever it is. But we need to make time and space to quieten our souls before God and listen to his word as John and Lara and other people shared this morning, God's word is so special. Verse 117 says, stick with me and I'll be all right, God. I'll give total allegiance to your definitions of life. I love that phrase, your definitions of life. What do you think God's definitions of your life are? He wants to define our lives. He wants to guide us. He wants to shape us. He wants to direct our paths. God's ways might not be our ways, but we can know that he is good like we just sang. The Bible proves that our life stories show it, and we can trust him to direct us. Therefore, we know that if God is for us, who can be against us?
we can confidently give our total allegiance to our Father. Isn't that just the most wonderful news? Our lives are utterly safe in his hands. The final verse in this little section of the psalm says this, I shiver in awe before you. Your decisions leave me speechless with reverence. Again, this is one of those moments that the message is just brought home in a different slant on this verse. And I find it particularly helpful. Shivering with awe. What a lovely picture. Shivering with awe. That sense of being terrifying but wonderful. Almighty but welcoming. Resulting in utter reverence and awe. God, who is unbelievably awesome, yet who loves us as his dearly loved children. And we can trust him. What a statement. What an incredible truth, which scripture makes clear to us again and again. God's word of truth. Our hope. The Bible. I wonder, will you spend time in God's word this coming week? Will you spend time with him today, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day? It's such a precious gift that we have. Thank you for those of you who got up and shared. I really, really appreciated it. Let's remember the words that have been said to us today and the words that we've read in God's word. Let's pick it up. Let's make time to listen to our Father for his word. Amen. We're going to sing one of those verses from Psalm 119. Soon we're going to sing. Oh my goodness, a couple more weeks we might be able to sing. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But we're going to stand together and worship through these words. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. May his word this week be a lamp to every path you tread. And may you follow him in the ways that he leads. Let's say the words of the grace to one another. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us evermore. Amen.